Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Breitman. With me, as always, is John Farragon. Hey, John. Hey, Mariana. How you doing? Hope you're having a good day today. Thanks. On today's episode, we're talking about one of our favorite topics, HIV prevention. We're getting into two similar concepts. The first is treatment as prevention, also known as TASP, and the other, which is kind of an offshoot of TASP, and it's called U equals U, or undetectable equals untransmittable. John, can you begin to break this down for us? Tell us a little bit more about TASP. Yeah, so this is a great concept, I think, and especially it links directly into the uh, uh, ending, ending the epidemic uh, plan, Mariana. So that's really great, right? Because that's what the ATCs are, are involved with. But um, treatment as prevention or TASP is really an important concept that, about prevention, um, uh, preventing new HIV infections in, in people who have HIV. So essentially people w- with HIV uh, who are taking HIV medications as prescribed and they take it every single day uh, and, they, and they attain and, and are able to keep an undetectable viral load. So they take their medications and their viral load becomes undetectable. And if they stay virally suppressed and their their viral load is still undetectable, they really effectively have no risk of transmitting HIV uh, to their negative sexual partners. And again, this might be kind of intuitive, but for a a long time, for many years, this was controversial. And, um, you know, to now to be able to say this definitively in some of the main studies, I think that are out there, I think is really, really, really important. And what I wanted to just cover a few minutes, Mary, and I just talk about some of the data, right, that supports this, all right? It's a few years old, but again, I think nonetheless, I think it really informs a key uh, aspect of HIV prevention for, for us today, especially as we look at the end of the epidemic plan, uh, the plan for America that we have, have established. So uh, the first one I was going to just mention is the HPTN, which is the HIV uh, uh, treatment, uh, prevention and treatment network, the 052 study. And this study actually looked um, and, and showed that there were no HIV transmissions within serodiscordant couples. So a serodiscordant couple is defined as one, uh, one person in the couple has HIV infection and the other is not HIV infected. So basically one's infected, one's not. And basically what they did, uh, when, the, when the partner who had HIV had a, a suppressed undetectable viral load, they were unable to transmit the virus to, uh, to their, to their, uh, to their non HIV infected partner. All right. So basically one person's positive, one person's not one person's infected, one person's not. And basically the, the person who's uninfected, um, is not going to get HIV from the person who has, who, who's, um, who has been diagnosed and is undetectable from an HIV standpoint. All right. So really, really, really great, uh, great study. In addition to that HPTN study, the others, for example, there was the, the partner and then there was the partners two study. Uh, and also there was a, a third one called the opposites attract study have all basically found, found similar results. So basically no one in these studies uh, were found uh, to have new HIV infection. If their partner that they were, that they're, um, that they're with was, uh, was was virally suppressed from an HIV standpoint. So this is really, I think, an important, an important piece. And also, uh, in some of these studies, they actually told people to have sex without condoms as well. So some of the some of the studies they told people to use condoms or not. But in some of the some of the studies that have been recent, they've actually told people don't use condoms because they know that this concept is going to work. So so uh, so the so the the, um, uh, the, the, the study subjects in the, in the studies are actually not using condoms. So again, unprotected sex. And if the, if the, again, that HIV infected partner is, is undetectable, they don't transmit, transmit to their, to their, to their partner. So even sometimes, you know, um, sometimes you might even see people even on prep as well, 
uh, prep without using condoms. And even then, that risk of HIV transmission is virtually zero. So if you take prep plus U equals U, really the risk of having getting HIV from somebody who's undetectable is really is really virtually zero. And this has been shown um, uh, mainly in men having sex with men, but also uh, heterosexual transmission was also shown to show the same exact thing. So a, a male and a female couple, one HIV infected, one not, this, this was actually shown, shown, to be, shown to be true. So bottom line, undetectable, untransmittable. That's the bottom line. So let me get this straight. Are you saying there's absolutely no chance someone can get HIV if they practice TASP? Yeah. So, so again, this is a really touchy subject for some people because people really feel like it can really, can it really be zero? And again, it's impossible statistically to show that the, that the, that the risk is zero. All right. But really um, statistically speaking, it's kind of true, right? So the risk of, of, of transmitting is, is, is virtually negligible or virtually negligible, virtually zero. And that's, that's how a lot of the guidelines will, will actually, uh, will actually, will actually state it. So a non-zero risk estimate can never be completely ruled out um, despite the number of events uh, that are observed in some of these studies. But the bottom line that the data, the data is clear. It tells us that the best estimate for the transmission risk is ultimately zero uh, and that future HIV transmissions are really not expected uh, when people with HIV remain virologically suppressed. And, and while, while this data looks at sexual transmission, uh, the risk from, uh, from drug uh, injection drug use is not as clear. So we are hopeful that that's actually going to be the same case, but we, that's a little bit more, more, more kind of a, um, a difficult question to answer. But for, for sexual transmission, we definitely know that, that, the risk, um, that the risk is zero. But it's key that the patient who has HIV infection takes their meds every single day, takes them consistently, uh, doesn't have lapses in adherence. And, you know, so you really are relying on that, on that HIV infected patient to be taking their meds every single day to prevent transmission. Something that comes to mind as you're talking about treatment as prevention is, are there any drawbacks? You know, can this negatively impact a person in any way? Yeah. So I, I think the, the thing that I think that I worry about again with, with all this, and I think anybody who does work in, in the HIV uh, arena, I think the real risk of, um, or the success of the treatment as prevention strategy really depends on getting people undetectable more, more importantly, maintaining that viral load uh, to be undetectable. And that's really the key to, to, to this, to this prevention concept. Um, while many people with, uh, with HIV are taking antiretroviral therapy are virologically suppressed. Some people with HIV are currently not virologically suppressed or don't maintain a viral load, viral load suppression over time. And the CDC has data and they show that they show that there's some people maintain a viral load and then they kind of wax and wane and sometimes they come off of therapy and, you know, because of insurance issues, they may change and move, move into a different state. There's uh, you know, there may be insurance issues. There's always reasons why potentially, uh, even some of the social issues that we deal with with HIV, where some people may actually uh, not uh, not continue to take their meds, especially even now in the era of COVID nineteen, I think this is a this is a potential issue that we have to really be kind of monitoring to making sure that people are continuing to take their meds and not stopping them, um, despite the fact that they may have issues with with insurance or may not be actually accessing um, care the way they did prior to COVID. Um, COVID-19. So we'll have to wait and see if that's going to be true. But I think clinical, uh, clinical appointment changes definitely is different lockdowns, quarantines, uh, how patients are, are allowed to do their appointments. They might be doing them over, uh, over virtual, uh, um, virtual methods versus actually inpatient uh, or in-person visits. So, so these are all going to be potentially affecting a person's ability to get meds. But to help all the individuals and their HIV 
uh, partners get the maximal benefit from this prevention strategy. It really is important to get providers, people with HIV, and also their partners very clear information and strategies regarding the benefits as well as the challenges with achieving and maintaining viral, virologic suppression. And I think these are some of the main ones that I think the main challenges. The first thing is the time, the timing. Most people, although they will achieve an undetectable viral load within six months, there are some patients will actually uh, take a little bit longer. So usually I think most people would want to have uh, at least one viral load that's undetectable, probably a second one, a confirmed viral load that's undetectable. So two viral loads before you can really say that treatment as prevention is okay and U equals U. Um, I think the other thing, another main, main challenge to treatment as prevention is adherence. And I think taking therapy every day for patients sometimes can be difficult. And I think that's, but that's the best way really to maintain this undetectable viral, viral load. A uh, poor adherence, I think in missing multiple doses in a month really can increase the person's risk of uh, their viral load increasing and then potentially transmitting HIV. So again, treatment as prevention really is only is only as good as the as the partner that you're with at actually taking their med medications every single day. And if they're not, then we have to certainly certainly think about that. Um, I was going to say too that again we we kind of highlight the role of the ATC right, and this is a place where we can really help with with adherence issues through training, right? So if there are people that there are patients that you are aware that are having trouble taking their meds, perhaps maybe a training from the ATC may help your providers to, to work through some of those issues and make sure that people remain undetectable. But I think during times of non-adherence, I think other additional prevention strategies can also be added to uh, the, the treatment as prevention idea, just to make sure that people are using, using uh, potentially using PrEP and also condom use. All these things can potentially reduce the the, the individual who's HIV negative, uh, so who has not contracted HIV from, from staying that way uh, and staying with, with, without, without HIV. But I think knowledge of the viral load, I think is also important too. I think regular viral load, viral load testing is really critical. And sometimes we get away from this in some of our stable patients, you know, we might let them not see us for every four or every six months. And a lot of that's based on CD4 data, but some of them may actually be based on viral load. But I think really viral loads are, are really important to us to make sure that people are maintaining um, uh, an undetectable viral load. It's rare that people who are on therapy ever change their viral load. They're usually undetectable every time, but it's good for us to, to make to make sure, sure we're aware of that. But the good news is that the longer that somebody's virologically suppressed, the less likely they are uh, to, to not be, right? So they usually, they usually once we get them there undetectable, they stay there and they stay suppressed if they continue to take their meds. But, you know, I think that's really the, the most important piece is that adherence needs to be really consistent, not just for a year, but two, 10, 20, 15, 20 years, as long as the, you know, the whole spectrum of, of the disease state. And again, as we know, as our patients live longer, that's, that's getting to be, you know, a significant period of time for, for a lot of our patients. Okay. And what happens if someone just stops taking their HIV medication? Yeah. So this is one question that we get, like, you know, what if I just stop for a couple of days and, you know, if people need a break, they want to take a stop for a week. Well, it's really crucial that that people don't stop their meds because really the HIV viral load will increase. And it's different for, for some people, but most of the time it's going to be within a couple of days. And eventually um, it'll, the viral load will eventually, if you, if you don't go back on meds, it'll return back to the level. Um, usually they call it the nadir, um, uh, their nadir, their, their lowest or their highest viral load. Usually that's where it's going to reset. Um, it'll reset back up to that number. So that's the, really the big problem with people stopping their medication. So it's a really good question, Marianne. And it's important that people know that, you know, these drug holidays that we used to do years ago really just are not recommended. And not only because of uh, it's not safe for the patient, but it's also 
it's really not safe from a public health perspective if those patients who have HIV infection are uh, engaged in unprotected sex. Um, you know, we want to make sure that they're that they're protecting the partners that they're with. You know, to make sure that the the uninfected uh, partner doesn't 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 acquire HIV. Yeah, it sounds like it's totally critical to continue taking the proper medication and to do so consistently. Is there anything being done to encourage TASP and U equals U? Yes. Again, a great question, right? But I I can tell you that um, in, in, you know, I'm from New York state, right? So the New York state DOH had a big campaign around this and there's obviously now there's a, there's a national HIV um, uh, ending the epidemic plan. And there's a lot of work being done by the centers for disease control to really work with prevention partners across the nation, really to prioritize these efforts to make sure we're maximizing the impact of treatment as prevention. Um, this has also kind of led into this whole idea of, of undetectable because untransmittable. It's basically meaning that if you have an undetectable viral load, you can't transmit to other people. So this U equals U is a separate campaign um, that kind of ties in with treatment as, as, as prevention. And the CDC and other organizations across the world really have endorsed this concept, and it's really a key part of reducing uh, stigma in the HIV community. So one of the big stigma issues that people with HIV, I think, still continue to, to struggle with is the fact that they, you know, they feel that they can't, potentially can't have unprotected sex with, well, with people who are HIV negative. And it really did kind of destigmatize all of those potential issues, but this whole U equals U concept. So I think for patients who have HIV, I think this is really uh, um it's really empowering, I think, for them to, to make sure that they, uh, they know that they won't transmit the virus uh, to another person. In addition to that, the CDC has also joined other federal agencies. So they're working closely with uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, um, really to help uh, ensure that each agency is communicating about the effectiveness of TASP and UBGU in clear, concise, accurate manner. Um, and the HHS work group that, um, that, that really agreed on some, some core prevention messages. I think people with HIV who stay HA, on HIV medications as prescribed and get and keep an undetectable viral load will effectively have no risk of transmitting HIV to their sexual partners, their HIV negative sexual partners. The term effectively no risk really was selected to reflect that while it's not possible to statistically rule out a non-zero risk. I think all the evidence so far that we know to date suggests that it's not, it's not realistically possible to sexually transmit HIV uh, while a person with HIV remains undetectable virologically suppressed. So these are, these are direct, direct quotes right from, from the HHS work group. So these are really, you know, federally endorsed uh, terms and in, uh, in, in descriptions. Also, there's a strong evidence that, that this treatment as prevention will actually help prevent transmission to others through injection drug use and also from mother to child uh, during pregnancy and birth and breastfeeding. Although the, the fact that, it, you know, the, the zero transmission risk, I think is less clear than some of these other uh, non-sexual uh, based transmission risks, right? And then CDC continues to maximize the impact of, of treatment as prevention. Uh, we really are continuing to strengthen um, this longstanding programs uh, to respond uh, with new efforts funded through the end of the, in any of the HIV epidemic initiative. And it's really what the ATCs are involved with heavily, right? It's, it's these those four pillars of um, of, of the of the ending the HIV epidemic, and obviously that one for prevention really kind of ties right back into treating, right? So treating and prevention is kind of hand in hand when you think about the the public health implications of uh, of HIV prevention. So really great work I think being done by the CDC and the federal government, making sure that all of these um, these goals and these concepts are, I think are really um, uh, 
explain to people appropriately so that people understand what you know what what they mean and what they mean for for especially for people who are HIV infected and on meds and also for the for their uninfected partners. It's really important. John, thank you so much for emphasizing just how important it is to get to undetectable viral loads for patients and for the larger public health goal of ending the HIV epidemic. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about Nika ATC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaatc.org. That's www.nekaatc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nikaatc.org. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time for the next episode of Nika in the Know. This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.